We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for rapid fire? It's time. It's after 7 o'clock. We're hitting rapid fire. Let's go. Man, if we've been going for that long already? Yes, we have. Over and out. We could talk about this particular topic for a very, very long time. I think you're right. Very long time. I think you're right. So funny they brought up Brady Quinn because that was the next topic. It's going to be our lead topic for rapid fire. He's the golden goose. Like when it Mm -hmm. comes to, you know, that's who everyone wants to do these games. Whatever network it happens to be on, people want Brady Quinn in that booth doing Notre Dame football games. And he is under contract with Fox, and he's got a pretty good gig with Fox between his daily morning radio show that's nationally syndicated, you know, the big noon kickoff show that he does. And he does, you know, some, I think he does a little bit of NFL. He does some college games as well. So, like, he's working his way into being sort of the Fox version of Herb Street, I guess, you know. Um, Yep, yep. But I asked Marshand the challenges of like say say they really did want Brady Quinn if it's if it's NBC to come over to NBC. How do you make it worth his while to do that? Making it worth his while thing is the problem because yeah. when you look at his gig, I don't know exactly what he makes, but it's you know twelve to fifteen weeks when you probably get through it all in terms of a big noon kickoff. Uh, then he does a couple NFL games here and there. Uh, he's on some of their shows during the week, right? Notre Dame, six, seven games a year. And so I just don't think that's probably going to work out just because they're on the same day. It's not like you could say, all right, we'll share them. I mean, the games are Saturdays, you know, predominantly. And so, uh, yeah, so I don't think that works, you know, in theory it does, but I don't think in practice, I think the issue is, you know, Fox, his gig with Fox is too much better and more lucrative, I would presume, than what Notre Dame would likely pay him or NBC would likely pay him to do Notre Dame. So there's Andrew Marchand once again. And and Derek says, Fox would give us Matt Leinert, <laughs> which is, <laughs> like, that funny. would be like the, the perfect, perfect irony. But so, so let's say, Vince, NBC, like we're talking about the TV contract and Let's say NBC offers Notre Dame $70 million a year for the new rights. And I'm just, okay. you know, making a number just up. But it's numbers out there. Pretty healthy number, right? Because I really think we all think number. $70 million, that's like probably in the ballpark of what Notre Dame would want to go for. 
if they get. So let's say NBC offers 70 million bucks, but Brady Quinn is still under contract with Fox. Well, what if Fox offered $55 million a year, but they guaranteed that Brady Quinn was going to be part of the broadcasts? Would it be worth it? There's still one unanswered question for me, though, is who's okay. the play-by-play guy. That, well, that would be important. At least we know Fox has a pretty big stable. They do. You're right. You're right. Either way, they would be better. Either way, they'd be better than what they got now. So you're right about that. Okay. So I think you seriously, seriously consider that deal. Okay. Because the Notre Dame fan base would be out of their flipping minds if Brady Quinn was going to be the color analyst. He's the golden goose, just like you said. And I think that with everything that would come with that, I think you make up that money. I, 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 some way, some form or fashion, I think you're making up that money. I think so, everybody makes up their money. I think that I think that that gives Fox a chance to to make more money yes, off those broadcasts. Period. Absolutely. And I, I think, having Brady Quinn be a part of it. I think if you're Fox, or if, if Notre Dame is going to go with Fox, I think one of the things, one of the stipulations is that okay, number one, we are never going to be in the noon slot. It's never going to happen. Okay. That well, gives Brady Quinn an opportunity to travel from wherever he's at with the big noon kickoff unless, to Notre Dame Stadium. Unless Notre Dame is playing like a Big Ten game, for example, and big and, noon kickoff. And big noon kickoff is there. It's part of that. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Like that would be the only Notre Dame plays Wisconsin here in a few right. years, assuming that ever happens. Like, right. It's supposed yeah. to be at Lambeau, I believe. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So if, if big noon kickoff is at Lambeau and no, no fine. I have no problem with that. But if you're guaranteeing that Brady Quinn is going to be the the play by or the uh, the color guy, I think you guys think you have to really consider that deal. I, I would, I absolutely would. And yes, pairing him with Gus Johnson would be a home run, everybody. Home run, no doubt about it. I agree. I completely agree with everything you're saying. Like you, you talk about the perfect setup even though you know you might be taking a little bit less money all things being equal if you're taking a little bit less money to to go over to fox because remember you're still going to be getting something out of that acc deal yep. as well you're yep. you're going to be getting a few million extra bucks then you get to add the golden child brady quinn mm-hmm. to this whole thing you're going to make notre dame fans happy and again i think you're going to make a lot of advertisers oh. happy if if brady quinn Brady was a part of that. I think it would be the money. perfect setup. It would be that that would be like if Fox offered Brady Quinn to be the Notre Dame game analyst as part of the deal to get Notre Dame over there. To me, that would be the perfect situation. That would be like, how are you going to turn that down? I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. I mean, I, I just think that's two win, win, win. Gus Johnson, Brady Quinn, Fox. Let's go. Let's go. They would get a hometown discount from me. Like I, I would. I mean, the fifty-five million, I guess, would be somewhat of a hometown discount at that point. But that's, I would seriously consider a home, uh, a hometown discount for Fox. Yeah. Now, Chi Town says Fox will make us play at eleven a.m. That if would have to Chicago. be like Notre Dame's. Yeah, like if you're in Chicago, that's going to happen. <laughs> but that would have to be part of Notre Dame's deal. Like, especially if Notre Dame is taking less money potentially to go to Fox, like. We're not playing noon kickoffs yeah. <laughs> at home for home right. games. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now there might your be a game. games. Your Tennessee right. states might end right. up on FS2. That's and, and, and okay. is that any worse than Peacock right it's now? Better because Peacock yeah. is streaming only. That's exactly right. So that's exactly more people right. could get FS2. Jason asked, "Is there a station that plays the game from the stadium? Like back home, Bama fans would listen to Eli Gold on the radio with surround sound instead of the TV." broadcast is and he like i don't gold, know like the pa announcer i mean is that what you're listening to the pa announcer <clears throat> like some there there's some places like you go to the restroom for example right at a ball game like i think at wrigley field they you hear do the it. radio like, broadcast you've got the radio broadcast playing in the restrooms yeah. and stuff like that and yeah. i don't know you and i are are you know sitting up above the coliseum in our <laughs> softback climate controlled seat so i i don't know i don't know i haven't been out there for a while but all right it's a very very uh very interesting stuff oh, uh, you're saying he's the radio guy he's there he's there yeah i knew guy. i knew who eli well, gold was i'm sorry but, i didn't know oh that, okay okay sorry i got you yeah 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 he's their tony roberts yeah he's been there for like a million years yeah notre dame has a radio broadcast obviously i mean they yeah they like, yeah but i don't know that they play it inside the stadium yeah I, sure I they do or not they definitely don't play it in the uh, in the bathroom in the press box you get the pa announcer in the bathroom or you get the you get bob montgomery who you know well, I'm not going to say what Bob Montgomery does, but he he <laughs> he like gives you the the you know that play the with seven BA yards guy. and the press you know, box that kind of thing. Guy. That's what we yeah. get to hear. We get to hear a lot of butchering of names and things like that. 
So Matt says that Notre Dame does play uh, 101.5. Okay. Which would be the broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. Good. I'm glad they do. Perfect use of radio. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. We've talked a lot about the uh, the TV broadcasts and such. How about some other rapid fire topics now? So with the idea of buy low and sell high, what Notre Dame offensive player would you buy stock in right now if you wanted that stock to make you a lot of profit a year from now? See, this is a very good question because, and I've been I've been toiling over this question pretty much since you sent it over to me. <laughs> because there's a lot of possibilities on this team. And I and I I think any of the running backs you're gonna have to buy fairly high because I think they're I think that their stock is already pretty solid, right? And I think a lot of the offensive linemen, same thing. I, I think a lot of their stock is already pretty high, especially if you're talking about the two tackles. I think you could get some Fisher stock, obviously for lower than you get some Joe Alt stock. But your return on investment, your ROI is probably not going to be as good. Right. Here, you know, and I'm going to get some flack for saying this maybe, and that's okay. I think that this particular player's stock could not be lower than it is right now. Ooh, so it can only okay. go up. Okay. Lorenzo Styles. Ooh, all right. I think that he's going to turn it around. I think he's going to have a couple of one-on-one chats with Mike Mickens because Mike Mickens clearly can turn people's mental state around on the defensive side of the ball. I think he can do some wonders for Lorenzo Styles. I think Lorenzo Styles is going to be a key, intricate part of this offense moving forward. I'm buying low, and I'm selling high. Tommy's asking, 23 season or 24? And we're talking about the upcoming 24 or 23 season. Yes. I see that so up. like 23 a year from now. Season. So one year from now, at the yes. end of the 2023 season, Basically, who is the offensive player who is going to whose stock is going to have risen the most? And I, I like your call on Lorenzo Styles. I did pick him to be Notre Dame's leading receiver. The you know, and I've seen some of these other guys pop up. You know, like Shy Town is saying Andrew Kristoffic. I don't think that's a bad one. I think we would all say like Tobias Merriweather has a very no, good absolutely to be was, that guy. He was on my short list. He was on yeah, my short and, list. To me, yeah. it, it, it was between Merriweather and Jadarian Price. Okay. And, you know, because like I went back and forth on these guys and like Jadarian Price, really good chance he was going to be the, you know, like the number one back had he not been injured. And instead we saw a three-man rotation. I still think Jadarian Price is going to be a, you know, big part of the mix. And again, it's why they have to lean more heavily on those running backs and you're probably going to have to have at least two of those guys on the field a lot next year sure. but i just don't know maybe we'll find out a little bit more in the spring we'll do this again at the end of spring and rebuy and sell our stocks i'm going to go with merriweather though because i just I like think it. you know because again like i think lorenzo styles has a really good chance to be the guy who is the team leader in receptions probably him and thomas would be my two favorites for the receptions leader uh, for Notre Dame next season. But Tobias Merriweather just has that big play breakaway ability. And I think that he's going to be ultimately the guy who ends up being the yardage leader and the guy who's making a lot of highlight reel type plays next season. So I would, I I like would pick mine on Tobias just ahead of Jadarian Price, mainly because there's so many other guys in the mix 
at the in the running back room and don't know what that role could potentially look like right now. Yeah, and I, and I saw you know some Kristoffic, I saw some Rocco Spindler. I just yeah. think the guard competition is wide open right now, and I don't know that I would put. I mean, it's a stock thing. It's a bet, right? So you're 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 trying to find somebody that's that's got the low stock, and you're trying to you know aim high. I just don't know who the starting guards are even going to be. I mean, there was talk that they were looking at guards in the portal, you know, and so yeah. I, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that guard competition shakes out. It could be somebody. It could be Billy Shrouth. Um, you know, it 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 could be Kristoffic. It could be Rocco. It, I mean, there's a lot of different angles that they could go with that guard position. I, I would. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. See, Frank says put money on Fisher. He'll be a household name after the Ohio State game. I see. To me, it's not that I don't believe in Fisher. It's that I think that his stock, not that it's sky high, but it's, it's high, high enough right now that yeah. like your return on investment. Again, I think I'm going to get. Now that's assuming no, though, those other guys have to pan out and and be something, but. I think I think Fisher's stock is high enough right now that that there's not enough value in buying yeah. on him at this point. Yeah. If if I was For going to take a car, yeah, it would be Billy Shrouth right now. I mean, because I think that he's got the highest ceiling. And I don't I think people I don't think they've forgotten about him, quote unquote, but like he hasn't played yet, right? And but there's I think at least he's, a little buzz on him, you know, like yeah. pre bowl buzz. I would wonder where his Shrouth. stock would be set. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that would be very interesting. I, I think he's gonna start. I do. If I was going to pick somebody, I think he'd be a starter for sure. So, like, if his stock is low, then I I would definitely buy that for sure. Yep. And I, Tommy, I love you to death, and I love TB12. <laughs> I just don't I think mean, he's going to start. Stock. If you want to buy your stock, that's cool. I think his what, stock isn't as low as people think it is right now. That's the thing because of the Gator Bowl that he had, and I don't know that it's going to go a whole lot higher in 23. Now, if we're selling at the end of 24, you buy that stock right now. Right. I just don't know it's going to be that high at the end of 23. Right. I agree. Good call. All right. So, again, shifting gears. Here's what Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated said recently about Notre Dame men's basketball. He wrote this whole big column about Notre Dame and basically the, the uh, lack of – well, I'll just read it to you. Quote, <laughs> It is an enduring mystery while Notre Dame has not been able to elevate into the sport's upper echelon for anything longer than an occasional blip in time. Now, again, we're talking about men's basketball here. Catholic schools have had an immense historic impact in men's college hoops. The list of national champions is long. Villanova three times, San Francisco twice, Georgetown, Marquette, Loyola, Chicago, LaSalle and Holy Cross once apiece. Several others have advanced to the NCAA title game. Gonzaga, twice. Seton Hall, Dayton, Seattle, St. John's. Notre Dame, never. The most athletically accomplished and ambitious of all Catholic schools traipsed into that one Final Four in 1978 and lost to Duke, which then lost to Kentucky for the title. The Irish have never been back since. That could have something to do with priorities, of course. One of the dozen schools listed above who have won a hoops title or played for one, zero engage in big-time football. Notre Dame pretty much invented big-time football. It's always been the sport of utmost importance beneath the Golden Dome, yet that shouldn't preclude the Irish from being better in men's basketball. It's not an either-or proposition. The women's program has won two national championships, played in five title games, and been to nine Final Fours. So it's not like there's something in Purcell Pavilion that prevents Notre Dame from hoops greatness 
The men's program needs to find its own Muffet McGraw, a great coach who wanted to be at the school. Bray was that guy philosophically aligned and willing to do work within Notre Dame's structure, but without the titles or Final Fours, end quote. Again, that's from Pat Forty in Sports Illustrated. So Vince, do you buy or sell all or any of that? I buy it all. I buy it all, and I'm asking for seconds because I think he's absolutely correct. I think that the Notre Dame men's basketball team needs to be better. I, I think that the parameters around Notre Dame recruiting and all of that were a little bit of an excuse at times, especially the last six or seven years. Then, I mean, you can get people into Notre Dame that can be competitive. You can. And, well, I, and I think I think for a, a, a stretch of time, Mike Bray was 100% bought in and was recruiting across the country. But we're talking about national championships they're competing for. I know we're that. Just talking about they should, have, they should have been in a Final Four at the very least during those days when they went to the Elite Eight, right? They should have been. Could have been. That, that, that game against Kentucky, they should have won that game. I know what you're talking about. And if they yeah. win that game, I think they win the whole thing. So And, it, and this article doesn't get written if they win the national championship just that year, it doesn't get written. Oh, of course. All of, of those schools that he named off, some of those only have one championship, well, right? Not only that, most of them only have one national, but like we're talking about small Catholic schools that only have basketball. And like right. he's talking about San Francisco and Holy Cross, like San Francisco, we're going on 70 years yes. since they were, since the, and they had a generational player named Bill Russell, by the way. And so this is like one of the many problems I had, like Georgetown, for example. And, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, like Loyola, Chicago. Now they won their national championship again a long time ago. But I think it's safe to assume that, you know, I, I haven't looked at all of their academic requirements, but considering um, none of them have FBS football, as he said, they rely on men's basketball for their biggest source of revenue. So Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that they're probably a little bit more generous with their academic requirements, getting guys in. You can't tell me that George, that great Georgetown team of the eighties, you know, was built on academic geniuses, Georgetown or not. Agreed. Oh, I, I could not agree more. And I think, I think every one of those schools that he named off, I don't think any one of them plays football, do they? At least not to my knowledge. None of them do. Notre Dame is the only one in the whole yeah. that he's mentioned yeah. that plays football. So I think that's FBS part of it. football. Some of them have FCS, like Georgetown and Villanova yeah. have FCS. Sure. I think there's there there's opportunities for Notre Dame to recruit better than they have. I think Notre Dame has been lazy in recruiting. I'll say well, it. I think they have been. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. And I get that, like, especially in recent years. But again, we're not just talking about fielding a competitive men's basketball team. He's saying they should be competing for national championships, and he's trying to compare it to the women's game, which is completely apples and that's, to oranges. That's, yeah, that's difficult. Because again, like all these, you know, all these schools that won these championships 50 years ago, Villanova being the most recent one, all these other schools did it in an era where men's basketball players were staying for all four years. You had a nucleus sure. of guys together who grew together over sure. four years. It's a completely different game now. And again, like trying to compare it to the women's game, because that is what the women's game still is, to get the elite talent that he's talking about that can win or, you know, that can win national championships like Olivia Miles, for example, 
if it was the men's game, she would be a one and done type player. And that's that's why Notre Dame has the issue because they've had one one and done player. And even he wasn't supposed to be a one and done guy. Like nobody thought that he was going to be in and out the door and off to the NBA year or in one year. Bray thought it was going to be much more developmental than that. Like sure. he thought Blake Wesley and JJ Starling were going to get to play together for at least a year. And so that's that's like again, like as soon as you draw that comparison, you know, Pat Forty's been around Price a long time. He's a coming, really smart though. guy. As soon as you draw that comparison to the women's game, I just completely shut the door because it's it's two different things the way you have to recruit in the men's game compared to the women's game. Because again, Notre Dame's not gonna let a bunch of those guys in just to try to win some basketball games that other like even places like Duke are willing to do. Here's where I think Notre Dame should be in the men's game. Okay. I'm not saying they should have the same stats in the postseason that the women should have. No way. It's completely different. I agree with that. And 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 Bray embraced that in the middle part of his tenure, I think, right? It was it was the be old, you know, the whole thing. And I think that works, worked past tense at Notre Dame. I do. I think it did. It's a different game now, right? The guys aren't as patient as they used to be with NIL and the transfer portal and all those all those different things. That's not the roadmap to be successful, right, at, at Notre Dame or anywhere. And I think he didn't adapt, right? The, the fact that he thought Blake Wesley was going to be around for two years, that was mythical thinking on his part. There was no chance that that was going to happen. And it's not because of how talented he was. There was just no way that that was going to happen. And if he didn't he just see that coming. Like it is. It's because of the grades. Like, he was yes. never going to make it in school. He didn't go to class. Right. He didn't go to class. And – if he would have done any homework, he would have realized he didn't go to class in high school either. Like that was not a surprise to anybody that he but was let's only there. Be for honest, I don't think he cared. He wanted well, him I, because I he agree. wanted to try to ride off into the sunset. I agree with that. But, and you know, he, again, he wanted. He thought that that Blake and JJ would be playing together for at least a year. Yeah, and that was just crazy thinking in the first place. But anyway, yeah. besides all of that, here's what I think Notre Dame could be. I would be happy as a Notre Dame fan if Notre Dame was in the top five of the ACC on a consistent basis, made the NCAA tournament every single year, and about every five or six years, they make a run at something. Right. I'm cool with that. I am cool with that because on any given day at Purcell Pavilion, I can go there and see an upset or see a great game, see some great defense, you know, that kind of a thing. That's really what you had for the most part for the bulk of Bray's career. I agree with you. Again, except for like the past five or six years. Started phoning it in. Yeah. Like I said, the majority, the majority. And that's when it was hard to get tickets to go to games. And it was a raucous atmosphere that has disappeared on the men's side. Right. They need to build back up to that. I honestly at Notre Dame would be happy if that was the case. I really would. I I loved going to games. During the bulk of of Mike Bray's tenure, I really did. Yeah, there was some things that frustrated me about the way he did things. Sure, but they were competitive. They fought. They would get these upsets. It was fun. They were making the NCAA tournament. You could you know get an upset here. Like it was fun to watch Notre Dame basketball. I, it was a it was a, a appointment TV <laughs> for me. It was appointment TV for me to watch Notre Dame men's basketball. It's just yeah. not anymore. And I think that's the same way as it is for a lot of Notre Dame fans out there. Right. Need a new energy, need a new vision, yes. need a specific way of doing things. You know, but again, like 
Being competitive and getting to the NCAA tournament and the potential to make a run every few years is much different than like they need to be competing for national yeah, championships I, because the women compete for national championships. Again, two, you know, same sport, two completely different games because of the way you have to go about things in recruiting. Um, you know, because again, the elite players in the women's game are gonna stay. 99% of them stay all four years. Yeah. But like when you look at comparable schools you know the private schools that have both you know f basically power five duke vanderbilt stanford usc northwestern wake forest boston college um syracuse baylor miami like baylor is the only one of those like notre dame you know again when mike bray had things rolling along like baylor and Notre Dame year in and year out from a football and men's basketball standpoint, and you can, you know, go back even like to the digger era and, you know, and stretch it out over the last 50 years. When you look at that group of schools, those are the private schools. Like there aren't many schools that have been more successful in both football and men's basketball. Now it's not, you know, again, there have been some dry periods. Sure. Baylor has obviously been more successful because they've actually won a national championship. But again, they have shown that they're more than willing to, uh, you know, win at all costs, basically, with the way they've yeah. done things at Baylor. It's much different sure. down there. So, then, you know, like, there's been success, but there's a heck of a lot more room for improvement right now because things have just fallen so far off in the last five or six years. It, it is very much similar, in my opinion, from a recruiting standpoint that it is for football. Yes, you have restrictions. You do. And Marcus Freeman has blown a lot of that up he's like i'm gonna go recruit the best and we'll try to you know and then we'll figure out the rest later right that needs to be what they do in basketball and one guy maybe two can make a huge difference in a basketball program as opposed to a football program you need 10 15 of those guys well again like if Notre Dame's not going to bend academic requirements to get football players i'm not saying they need to bend academic requirements you're telling me that every five-star basketball player is a moron no but the, but the other part of that it, you know it part of this maybe gets figured out when if if and when one and done goes away like those guys just yeah. can go to the you know to the pro ranks once again but there's also that risk that Notre Dame has to weigh in terms of you know do we think this guy is going to be at least a three-year guy since they're trying to you know get their degrees in three right. years and and I get it, and and you might have to bend a little bit, and and you can say, hey, yeah, he's going to be here for three years. When you know in the back of your head that's not going to be the case, like he's probably going to be a one right. and done, or he might be a two and two because, and done. Because okay. I, I've got to think the three year deal, and it's you know, and it's not just football, but I have to think it's because of the three year rule in football. You can declare after your junior year, and so for graduation rates and everything else, they start up. You know, they get them in in the summer, and they get them on that right. accelerated rate so i think that that has a lot to do with it yeah oh, i agree with you completely i i just they need to expand their thinking when it comes to recruiting and i'm sure whoever the new guy is is gonna do something you know <laughs> i mean we'll see but it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vince, with the Bills losing to the Bengals, the AFC Championship game is not going to be played at a neutral site. There's been a lot of talk that the NFL wants to go to neutral sites for conference title games. Do you buy or sell that idea? Huge sell. That's a huge sell for me. I do not like that at all. I think, you know, having a home game and a home atmosphere is what makes the NFL so great. I I think, honestly, I think Super Bowls are very just dry sterile. <laughs> sterile i think that there's the word i was looking for thank you they're very sterile they just it's a, it, it just feels so much more corporate than the championship games the afc championship game the nfc championship game the if they do not put those in neutral environments i realize why they were going to do it this year because of the cancellation and all of that i get it it's it was the thing that made the most sense at the time i get it do not do that as a normal thing. There has to be a reward outside of, yeah, only one team right now gets a buy. Yeah. And as we saw, that's not a guarantee to get to the A. So now you're going to take a home game away from the team with yeah. the best record, potentially. Yeah. Terrible idea. Absolutely terrible idea. I hope that that goes in the garbage. All the other sports play their playoff, just like the NFL right now, play their playoff games in home stadiums, the NFL is the only one that plays its championship game on a neutral site, with the exception of college football, of course. But that's, you know, like, and most likely we're going to see on-campus playoff games and stuff like that. But I completely agree. Why would you want to take away one of the best aspects, like that championship game weekend, the home stadium environment, you know, the you know, just the, the crowd going nuts and, and the whole thing, and giving the fans of that market as you said, not just the team, but the fans of that market as well, that has earned the number one seed. You're exactly right. Like all they would get is one home playoff game. Whereas the 49ers, a wild card team just got two home playoff games. And so now the Eagles potentially, if, if this were in effect this year, the Eagles would have to go to a neutral site and and not get one more with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. On the line. I just think it's nuts. I think it's, it's nuts stupid. taking it away. And I, I hope they never do it. And knowing Roger Goodell, he'll probably push for it. <laughs> It'll happen. But I, I hope they never do. Because I mean, to me, that's yeah. that's part of the fun of, of the sports right. is, is the home stadium environments. And I get why they have the Super Bowl in a neutral site. Because there's so much planning and there's so much that has to go into it. And there's so much surrounding it. I, I get it. I don't have to like it, but I get it. That needs to be the only one. That's the only neutral site game. Yeah. Salty keeps uh, Salty yeah, keeps in does. about Man. Cowboys, Niners, and Bills, Bengals. I, you know, one I picked the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago at the start of the playoffs. So 
I'm still on on that. I was wavering last week because of that offensive line, but man, you would have known by watching that offensive line no if there was any problems with it. They just beat the Bills down. And that was, again, like that was a fun game to watch because it was in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, both, no teams, both teams played out in the elements and the Bengals were the better team. I'm just going to save the Cowboys Niners stuff because, again, Jesse's going to be in here tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, you know, Not again, I, you predicted that the Cowboys were going to lose, by the way. If anybody's paying attention on Friday, you and I both picked the Niners. Jesse picked the Cowboys. He was very confident. That's probably why it's been radio silence. It was it was a more competitive game than I thought it was going to be. It was. I agree. You know, again, I'm not going to go too deep into this because I'll save some of it for tomorrow because I'm I'm curious to see what Jesse's takes are. Because again, I was not high on Dak yesterday. The more I look back on it, I will say this. Um, I think it's time not to turn the page with the head coach. I think it's the offensive coordinator and or quarterback coach. And I, I did see Doug Nussmeyer, the quarterback coach. His contract is up this year. Like when you look at Dak, he's a seven-year guy. You're paying Dak Prescott. If you're going to get the most out of him, it can't be in the system that they're running now. And I'm not blaming the whole system for everything, but I think he needs a fresh set of eyes and maybe a different way of doing things because they've been doing things the same way. You know, like when Mike McCarthy got hired, Kellen Moore was the only assistant that was guaranteed a job coming in. Maybe it's time to turn the page there and do something yeah. different. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree with that. There's a lot of talent on that Dallas offense that just seems to be unrealized. Yep. And Dak is part of the problem, but at the same time, you know, again, Different set of eyes. Try something new. I don't know. <laughs> this different guy chiming in. YouTube sabotaged my post. How surprising. <laughs> 49ers D was good. Dallas's was really good until the 49ers decided they were going to start running the ball in the fourth quarter. Um, Doug, my 49ers friend, of course, started texting me during the game, which annoys me. I'm not there for conversations during the game. <laughs> you know, it's like we can, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go detail, but I was surprised. The 49ers didn't really run the ball as much early on as I thought they were going to. Maybe they yeah. decided that that was going to be their change of pace late in the game, and it obviously worked. Dallas, Dallas's defense was really good with the exception of a couple plays. Diggs. If Diggs makes two plays, might have had a different outcome. Trevon Diggs, the uh, the second, you know, the, on the pass to to Kittle where he juggled it off his face mask, Diggs yeah. completely whiffed on uh, making a tackle and potentially even just knocking the ball away from Kittle. And then, of course, that deflected ball. It's a deflected ball, but still, it was right in Diggs's hand. He drops it. They end up scoring a touchdown a couple plays later. So, you know, again, like you can blame Dak. For everything, there's plenty of blame to go around, but they were in it. Doesn't mean I'm satisfied, but they they did, especially after watching them get much more out physical last year by the 49ers. They hung in there that's better true. than I thought they were going to this no, year. No, that's true. All right. Well, good conversation tonight. Enjoyed it, Vince. Yes, sir. We went on for a while tonight. I think this is officially our longest show ever. Well, you knew that if we were going to have it, it was going to be you and me. So <laughs> That's right. That was That's a guarantee. Exactly right. Hit the like button if you would on your way out. Jesse, I assume, will be here tomorrow. So 
Um, if you want cowboy grousing, we'll save it for rapid fire. We, I don't think we'll have this show, but cowboy grousing from Jesse coming up, I'm sure, on tomorrow's show. So we will talk to you then on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.